Welcome to the Friends of Zane Adams, aka FAZA Podcast, bringing awareness of postpartum depression, suicides, and the children who are left behind. We'll be spotlighting positive outcomes from mothers as well as healthcare experts and counselors. Would you know the signs of PPD? Would you know how to help a loved one? Stay tuned. As a community, we can do more to support maternal mental wellness. Welcome, FAZA fans, and thank you for joining in on a new FAZA podcast. I'm Paulette Smith. I'm here today to share information that I hope you will share to help stop the silence, the shame, the stigma, the suicides, and the suffering that can accompany postpartum depression. Friends of Zane Adams, a.k.a. FAZA, Inc., is a 501c3 nonprofit organization working to provide supportive resources to families affected by postpartum depression, maternal suicides, and related maternal illnesses. We provide resource locator services, and we also offer an annual educational scholarship to college-bound students who have lost a mother due to maternal suicide. Before beginning, I need to say a few words about triggers. This is a safe place. However, we may discuss topics that can be sensitive and may act as a trigger for some members of our audience. The content we discuss serves to provide information, education, and advocacy only. If you are experiencing an emergency, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's 988. And if you're not experiencing an emergency, you're seeking consultation, then please check with your doctor or professional caregivers. And if you feel that your voice is still not being heard, please don't give up seeking help. Visit us online at fazainc.org, and we'll try to assist you in finding resources in your local area and you're never required to provide us with any private or sensitive information. Today, our topic relates to PFL, paid family leave. This is a financial resource that some mothers and birthing people may be entitled to during the perinatal period. And why are we talking about PFL? Why are we having this conversation? Because having access to certain services and benefits can make a huge difference in decreasing stress and anxiety. And Pfizer wants to bring awareness to some of the less thought of, but often major contributing factors to PPD, postpartum depression. We hope that awareness of these contributing factors, along with actions we can take as a community, can help save lives. Now, our guest today is Nikita Morton, a dynamic mom, wife, advocate of maternal mental wellness, overall mental health advocate, and so much more. Now, Faza is especially blessed because Nikita is a volunteer with us here at Faza as an online amplifier. She's spreading the word on maternal mental health awareness. Now, Nikita is pursuing a master's in social work. She already has earned her bachelor's degree in psychology and marketing from California State University, Long Beach. You're going to want to read her full bio on the Faza website. In the menu, just go to About Us and then click on Volunteers. 
you'll see Nikita's bio along with all of the loving and caring people who've decided to volunteer with FASA. All of us with one goal, to stop maternal suicides, to bring awareness to maternal wellness, and to support children who are left behind. So, FASA fans, here and now, I'm going to welcome FASA's own Nikita Morton to the podcast. Hi there, Nikita. We're so thankful to have you join us. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat more. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to come and speak to FASA fans. And I want to thank you for sharing your story, being a part of FASA's, a part of our organization. And you're a volunteer. We're going to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about you and what drew you to FASA and a little bit of your experience your new mom, your baby's just a year old, but that's still very, very new. Go ahead and tell us anything you want to know about, uh, you want us to know about yourself. Sure. Um, well, I'm just very passionate in general about the maternal space. Um, I had a hard time getting pregnant. So during that time, I allowed myself to educate myself both on the aspect of getting pregnant and then when I was fortunate enough to get pregnant, I, my husband and I really um, spent a lot of time learning about the pregnancy process and the postpartum process just to try, because it, it was so hard to get pregnant, we were really passionate about making the process as easy as we could make it for ourselves. And then that's when I learned a lot about um, postpartum depression and anxiety and all the other things that come with that, along with the resources that are kind of lacking in this community. And when I came across your organization, it really just blew me away because I'm currently in school to get my master's in social work. And this whole process has made me really passionate about uh, advocating for women and their families going through this. Whether, you know, whether they have postpartum depression or not, it's a really delicate time. It's, it's a time that especially if you're a first-time mom, you don't really understand. Sometimes you could feel completely like a different person after having a baby. Sometimes it feels like it's out of your control. So all these things, that no matter how much preparing I did, still took me by surprise after having my baby. And even like you said, she just turned one years old and my body is still changing. My hormones are still changing. I mentally feel like a different person. And mm. I'm continuously seeking... Um, help and support. And I'm very lucky. I have a great village around me. But during this time, I've spent a lot of time seeing what is out there for, for mothers and their families. And it surprises me how little there is, to be honest. Um, so that's part of my kind of personal mission is I really want to advocate more for for new moms, for, you know, for moms of multiple children, their husbands, their partners, their families. I want to see what can we do to make it better so that way it's an easier time. Having a child should be a wonderful time. And what can we do to help with that transition? Wonderful. And you put it so well. And you align with Father so well because everything you said is everything we try to do. We find that a lot of information is out there, as you said, but it's not easy to get to sometimes. It's not easy for people in certain areas. It's not easy for 
people of certain socioeconomic groups, and we wanted to try to find ways to add to the resources that are there to make it a little bit easier for moms and birthing people. One of the things we found, because we started during the pandemic, was the broken the brokenness of everything, that a lot of things are there, but maybe the links don't work or the phone numbers don't work or what used to be in place mm-hmm. is not in place anymore. And uh, we know that we're just a small organization. If we can help one mom, one birthing person uh, here and there, we want to help tens and hundreds and thousands. But if we can, if we know and we get about, I'd say anywhere from 20 to 50 inquiries, sometimes especially around podcast time, uh, we get inquiries, and we don't ask for any personal information, but we know for a fact that uh, from comments and so forth and so on that we get back and forth that we were able to help someone, and that's all we want to do. We're just so proud of the people who work with us and people like you who have that passion. You know, when we talked about this podcast, we talked about some of the really good information you came across in your research, you and your husband researching. And one of those pieces of resource, one of those benefits was PSL, paid family leave. And I Mm -hmm. wanted you, in your own words, to talk about the benefits. We're going to talk about some of the things that don't go well with that. But first we wanted to talk, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you found it and how it worked for you. Sure. Um, So just for context, I live in California. So the benefits that I found are are specific to California. And uh, going back to what you were saying about limited resources, another thing that just adds, you know, when when whether you're a first time mom or not, having a child is such a emotional time, you're busy, you're mentally everywhere. So the fact that every state has a different policy really does not make things any easier. <laughs> and then on top of that, like you said, resources are not always easy to find. Links don't work. So for me, uh, one of my, uh, I guess, biggest stressors leading up to having my daughter was financial, which I think is a big stressor for everyone. So PSLs, paid mm-hmm. family leave, there a lot of questions were going through our mind. We were wondering, you know, I'm in grad school right now. Am I going to be able to continue my my grad program while working while having a baby are we going to live off one single family income in an area that has really high cost of living are we going to have to move all those things kind of were leading to my anxiety while I was pregnant just thinking about what was I going to do so uh, that's so PSL in California the way it kind of works there's two ways that new moms and actually um, in my opinion California has a really good program compared to some other states from what I've done research. Um, They're pretty generous. So we, as mothers or the birthing person, you get, as long as you are working, um, I believe as long as you had worked so many hours within the last year and you have been paying into the state's disability, you qualify. So what that gives you is four weeks before your due date of paid time off um, and you get I believe 60 to 70 percent of your income and that's based on your last tax filing and that time is use it or lose it which was so good to know I'm so happy I had friends tell me because I was trying to be ambitious and work until my due date 
And of course, my daughter came almost two weeks early. So I'm so glad that mm-hmm. I gave myself the whole month because then I got some time. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, something that they don't make very clear to you. And then afterwards, you do get six weeks of continued disability pay if you had a vaginal delivery and then eight weeks if you had a C-section. And then after that, transitions to the PSL that you mentioned, um, which the nice thing is this also goes to partners. So this time is for bonding. You get eight weeks. And you get eight weeks from the time that the child is born until they turn one years old. So you have one year to use eight weeks. And it's not eight working weeks. It's 56 days, I think it is. So seven days, eight weeks. Um, And you Mm -hmm. can spread that out throughout the year. So again, that's about 60 to 70% of your pay based on your last tax form. And this was amazing because my husband got to take time off after she was born and then just spread throughout the year. If, you know, I was having finals, he could take a week off. If we wanted to go visit families for them to meet her, we could take that time off. So we were really fortunate that we were able to have that bonding time and not have to worry as much as we thought we would about money. But unfortunately, that's not the case in every single state. And it took me so much time and research. And I had to jump through so many hoops to get the paperwork done and to submit the claims. And actually, um, we're still waiting on payment for most of those claims just because I think they're so backed up. And it's not an instantaneous payment. Okay. I think I hear you clearly when you say there are things that you, not you, but any mom, any birthing person, person needs to jump on to get ahead of that because no matter how well formed they are, uh, there might be some things you said you had some surprises in there. I'm glad that you got to the point where you were able to do some of that research and your family was able to find out what your rights were and be able to take advantage of that. That's what this podcast is all about, trying to help people think about that if they are in a state that allows benefits for PFL. And I did a lot of research, more than I ever have. I had never done any research on this. I just listened to the moms around me uh, talk about how they were using their leave or if they were getting it or if they were not getting it or what they thought was fair and unfair, but it didn't hit me the stress of it all did not hit me until, of course, it happened in my family. And we were very fortunate to have, uh, our daughter was very fortunate to have resources made clear to her, and she she basically knew where to go. But then again, you have to reach out because it's something you said. Everything's not automatically made really clear to you. So you really have to be your own advocate and ask questions like, who's who's eligible? Am I eligible? Why? Uh, am I maybe eligible for one thing and not for another? And um, mm-hmm. so I'm just glad that you were able to get that, have that not be any more stressful than necessary and that you're living in a state that supports that. Now, my research told me uh, 11 states mm-hmm. uh, actually support the uh, legislation. However, not all states are active in all ways, as you said. And some states mm-hmm. have adopted the policies, the guidelines, the legislation, but they're not active. So they talk about it, but there's no real benefit when you go looking for it. And that's why moms at families, 
advocates, everyone have to, you know, stay on the that legislative side to make sure information is coming out and uh, moms know when they can get uh, those benefits. And so speaking of benefits, I heard you say that magic word, bonding with your baby, mm-hmm. you and your husband were able to do some of that. Can you tell me some more benefits that you personally felt, feel as if you got, you talked about travel, you were able to be able to get the baby into company with family. That's wonderful. Anything else you feel like was so good about you being able to take advantage of this plan? Of course. I think I think everything about it was beneficial. Um, I think the fact that, you know, dad was able to stay at home with her was amazing. He, uh, we, for our experience, we chose to breastfeed. So I had to do a lot of the nighttime feedings and stuff. So I was just exhausted. But because he wasn't working and he got to stay home, he was able to, uh, what personally worked best for us, is he was able to do focus on the house cleaning and cooking meals and and just making sure that, you know, that didn't add to either of our stress, you know, that part of it really helped a lot, I think, because before having the baby, everyone said, meal prep, freeze meals, have people clean your house. And those were things that we really couldn't afford to do and we didn't have the space to do. So that was a huge benefit for us that he was able to stay home and do that. Along with that, um, yes, we were able to travel. We, his family is out of state. So we were able to take our daughter um, over the holidays to go meet her grandparents and her great-grandparents, mm-hmm. which is an opportunity that we normally wouldn't have. It's just hard for us to take time off work to do that. So that was a great opportunity for us. And just overall, on top of that, he got to go to doctor's visits in the beginning I think that helped him as well just feel really connected and bonded in the whole process. And my husband's amazing to begin with, but I think it just overall really solidified our connection with him being able to help with her. Um, I didn't feel lonely. I didn't feel... It really just helped with a lot of the fears that I had leading up to having her, that it was going to be difficult, it was going to be exhausting, and it, it still was all of those things. But I I just think it would have been so much harder doing it alone. So I think it that just in itself was the biggest benefit. Wow. What you just said, I hope that that resonates with so many of our audience, so many father fans, not just because we might be pregnant or expecting a child or uh, going through the childbirth experience, but just for you, just for you as an individual. Uh, to know that you had, you can, and also look back at all of these feelings. When you look back, you could see uh, the times that were stressful and the times that you wish you had four hands. But you could also look back and appreciate the time that you were, you know, given through the benefits of uh, using PSL. I know that mm-hmm. um, there are many things you and your husband enjoyed, and I know your parents and uh, your great your grandparents your baby's grandparents enjoyed having that opportunity with you but we as a community i found out in my research could really do a lot more to make sure we get these these laws into place and get them solid so that they're not uh wavering all over the place because right now they the laws are like i said not only do they vary but they vary 
from small from a large location to a small location, from a city to a county and a state. For example, I learned that in the District of Columbia, they are currently offering uh, PSL, and the programs are funded. They're working well with that. But Maryland, just a few steps away. I mean, you can Maryland borders D.C. and Virginia. So I mm-hmm. didn't look into Virginia because I'm in Maryland, <laughs> so I didn't get there yet. But you can be on one side of the street, of course, and that's D.C., and the other side of the street is Maryland. And Maryland had a program in place in 2022. Uh, the governor ordered for it to be restructured, and it's expected to be activated sometime in 2024, October of 2024, but it isn't expected to be fully activated until 2026. So that means a mom in Maryland would need to be very careful about making sure she's getting information that is accurate and timely. It has to really stay on it. So she has to have a resource that's going to help her do that. Uh, because she's mm-hmm. not going to be able to do it herself, and even if you're just planning to have a child and you haven't even gotten into, you know, the phase yet. But once again, this brings up the where are your location, your geographical location, where are you? And even though you might be in a place like California that's really up to par with what's going on, you still have probably some uh, rules and regulations, depending on what part of California you're in, that's a giant state, um, things probably are not consistent across the board, would you say? Or it's yeah, I'm not sure because I haven't looked out, outside of the state, but or I, I'm sorry, outside no. of my county, but right. okay. uh, I do want to tackle on to what you were saying. What mm-hmm. I noticed, too, is some states offer PFL benefits, but not for child bonding which I thought is interesting, but also something that women need to look out for when looking for benefits for their partner. Uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head which state that was that I saw, but I thought that was interesting. And how you were saying that that uh, those benefits won't be coming in for a couple of years, I think that's, it's great that they're moving in that direction, but mm-hmm. it really, I it makes things difficult for people trying to decide when's the best time to start their family because for some people that extra financial benefit is make or break. They need it because otherwise they, they can't necessarily maybe afford to have a baby or they have to they have to go back to work right away when they're not emotionally ready. So it's Absolutely. great they're moving in that direction, but it's, it's such a bummer to hear that so many states don't offer it. That's unfortunate has to be, I have to use some word, I'll use unfortunate, because we have a lot of states, 11, and anyone can do the math, it's not a large percentage for something like this, and out of that 11, knowing that some areas are just really talking about it, they don't, they don't really have anything that's in place, and that's where the community comes in, because each one of us, no matter what our level no matter what our level is, no matter what our status in life is at this time, whether we are getting into our early 20s and haven't started thinking about having a family yet, or whether we are fully mature and senior citizens, we can all vote, we can all check on what's going on, and we can do it for our neighbors. We can do it for our families, of course, but even if a man or a woman never ever got married or had children, they still have the mm-hmm. ability to help their neighbor. 
that is the, the, the thing that really struck me because it, it's something that you care about. You care about people. You care about moms. And you know that uh, families are struggling. And you're wondering, how can I give something? I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of this, that, and the other. What can I do? Uh, well, one thing you can do is kind of watch out what's going on in the area of bringing these laws into activity and keeping them funded and keeping them straight. And in our, on our website, because of this podcast, and uh, even if we get to talk a little bit more here, we're going to offer some ways that even the community can get involved. But right now, I'm just happy about you and your family and wanting and the fact that you're a volunteer with us. We know you're going to be spreading information around as we share it. Anything you really want to say to the moms other than what you've said already that uh, would help them as far as the lessons you've learned in, in, in regards to PFL? Um, I would just say, really, if you can, just try to do as much research as you can to see what's available for you. Really advocate for yourself, like we've been saying. It is unfortunate that some states don't have these benefits, but if you do live in one of those states, just continuing to spread the word so that way those benefits can hopefully one day come to your state. And also, mm. if you have friends that live in one of those 11 states that maybe they're not aware of those benefits, spreading the word to them because it might make the difference for them. It might it might help their family so much in ways that you don't even know. So even if these benefits maybe don't apply for you, definitely still look into it because you can help someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know you know how time flies and our time is almost up. But before uh, I let you go, I'm going to keep my promise, and I'm just going to give the topics. I'm just going to give the, the, the title of some of these things or the names of some of these resources. And then I ask you, Father fans, to go on to the site, fatherinc.org. Uh, as soon as you hear this podcast or make a bookmark so that you can get back to it at your earliest convenience to uh, look at some of the resources, some of the ways you can learn about getting more information for paid family leave for yourself or for, as Nikita said, a member of the family who might be living in another place. They might be living in a state that affords this. They might not have checked and seen what all of their benefits are. Uh, but you should be able to just go to your employer and get all your questions answered, but sometimes it's just not that simple. So this is seven. Let me go through them really quickly. First of all, of course, your employee's HR department. And we'll get more into that in the information we're putting on the website. Check out number two, government websites. Number three, check out local government offices. They're not all the same, but the closer you are to home when you get information, the better information you're probably going to get for your specific needs. Check with legal aid or advocacy organizations because if you're having a difficult time and you see someone right beside you, they seem like everything's going smooth for them, you think you've gotten all your ducks lined up and things are not working for you, there might be some uh, legal issues that don't even apply to you or whatever, you need to find out legal aid or advocacy organizations. If your budget allows you to, consult an attorney, number five. Uh, if your budget doesn't allow you to Consult an attorney, ask anyway. 
many attorneys' offices and individual attorneys um, supply pro bono, meaning no charge services, but they do not advertise pro bono services, so you have to ask. Number six, community support at advice groups like FASA. We're here. We're happy to do some research for you. If you can't find what you want online, and of course, trying to find what you need and being stressed out at the same time, it's common. So we don't want you to do that. Just look at some community support groups and advice groups. And finally, um, number seven, unions or employee associations. Of course, if you're in an um, employment in a place that has a union or an employee association, they should have all the answers. But that, again, is not always the case. So you have to advocate for yourself and just know that you're not alone. You are not alone. So I just wanted to put those seven titles out there. They're going to be in uh, you know, a little bit more detail, say a little bit more about them on the website, but this is what you helped me do, Nikita. You helped me, and I hope that you are going, this podcast is going to help others. You helped me think about some things I've never thought about before, and, and I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, you know, most of the time with our podcast, we have someone that is, is either a counselor or a service provider, and we send the audience there. But you're in school. You're going to be at that point one day. You're in grad school. You're going to come out. You're going to be doing fine. And, of course, you're going to come back to the podcast and tell us all about how we can contact you on the business level. But for right now, Father fans, if you want to contact Nikita, you can uh, if you have a question about the podcast, you can do what you usually do. You can just send in a comment, and if she is available to uh, to get back with you, she can uh, reach you know you can reach out to her that way. But for right now, just want to say thank you so much for coming to the podcast. You made us see the real issues around PFL, and we fell in love with your family. We're so happy that you've gotten through your first year, and we are just wishing you many, many, many years of happiness and love in your family, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you, and I look forward to continuing to just expand my knowledge through you guys and to, to hopefully connect more on topics that neither of us have thought about and expand. <laughs> we will. We will. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Well, Faza fans, after we stopped the recording, Nikita shared with me another important benefit brought to her family by paid family leave. She gave me permission to share it with you. Nikita wanted to breastfeed her baby, but unfortunately, due to the baby's early arrival, she had difficulty with that. But due to the extra time and financial support from PFL, Nikita had enough time and resources to seek the aid of a lactation consultant. Now, Nikita credits the extra resources of PFL and her medical facility for helping her find success with breastfeeding her now healthy one-year-old. I hope this information brings forth the importance of everyone working together to make paid family leave a reality across the country, easier to understand and less stressful to access. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be first in line for a new podcast. 
FAZA offers a path for earning volunteer credits, or you can make a tax-deductible donation. And all of your donations go to keeping this podcast alive and growing awareness and advocacy. If you have resources you'd like to share on this podcast, materials that are related to maternal mental health, or ways to comfort the children who are left behind by maternal suicide, please let us know. Thanks again for your help to stop the silence, the shame, the stigma, the suicides, and the suffering that can accompany postpartum depression. This is Paulette Smith signing off in loving memory of Christina LaShawn Thompson Adams. Bye-bye now.